Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and, of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina. And I'm Mike. And again with us here today, we have returning special guest Haley Simkis from Brandy Lane Publishers. Haley, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me again. Thanks for coming back for Pride Month. It's the best month. Thanks for coming back willingly. Willingly, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you're uh, giving me attention, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the purposes of this episode, we're the gang. And it's like G-A-Y-N-G. The gang? We might be... Are we too Southern? Are we too Southern for the joke to land? Does it just sound like we're saying gang normally? (laughs) Yeah. My friend Alexis used to do a Southern lady bit where she called the gays the guys. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe if you go too far South, it reverts back to guys. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, happy Flippin' Pride Month. Happy Happy Pride Pride Month. Month. I know we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, and we will continue to talk about it forever. Hey, we're three letters of the alphabet. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about those letters. Oh, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're them. We're going to get there. You just wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So today's topic is how do I include the queer spectrum in my writing? And it's kind of funny because the answer is <laughs> it's like, just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you book. <laughs> today's episode three, three days later it's like small publisher sued by nike for stealing their, <laughs> oh my God. their model oh my God. okay well i take it back but really i was like writing this preparing for this episode and i was like i don't i don't have any facts to share i just want to spend a page and a half like emphasizing the importance Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll retitle this the import well, a, half, a page and a half about the importance of <laughs> mm-hmm. including the queer spectrum in your writing. Well, like it's hard to do like a how to about this because it it really depends on where you're approaching the issue from. Like I'm not the kind of person who really thinks that like oh no one can write about anyone who's experienced like they personally haven't had like oh my god Haley, that reminds me of last week's episode who can write queer characters yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a whole conversation Hosted by mary payton woo shout out to mary payton hey mary payton mm-hmm. everyone knows about the lg yeah what does mm-hmm. that mean life is good or they make those cell phones i thought right? it just meant mm-hmm. large like an abbreviation it for means large. large. Okay. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Mm-hmm. No, it's <laughs> L- the in LGBTQIA plus. Everybody knows about the L and wait, but on L- L- the L and the G. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. It, the letters are hard to keep track of. When hey, you- I'm the old G. I'm the OG. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so LGBTQIA, that's seven letters. Yeah. And under plus. the un, under the plus. And under those letters are umbrellas, right? Yes. Multiple umbrellas. And so multiple umbrellas, like all the umbrellas are holding umbrellas over other umbrellas. Yeah, like honestly, the way that the acronym came about is like it's like a comedy of errors. <laughs> like it starts off just like LGBT. Okay. That's everybody. No, it's not. We've got intersex and asexual. Okay. So we'll tack on I and A at the end. Okay. Done. Uh, and then the, well, the non-binary people kind of don't feel like they fit under trans and I uh, mm-hmm. like, kind of feel like they want their own thing. Uh, But, like, some of them do, but a lot of people kind of just prefer to go with queer because it's it's quick, it's easy, it covers it. Queers are the final form, I think. Well, and then you get the people who are like, yeah, but I personally have trauma associated with the word queer and I kind of don't want to refer to myself as that. Mm -hmm. They were like, Mm -hmm. okay, then we'll add the plus plus so that everyone is under it. You know who you are. You know who you are. Yeah, the alphabet mafia. (laughs) I love that so much more than alphabet soup. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like all those things that Haley just said is why when someone tells you what their identity is, you say, thank you for telling me. And you mm-hmm. don't you don't have an opinion about somebody it's else's identity. It's not your identity. business to question it. It's your business to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and even totally. going back to you talking about people uh, having a negative reaction to the word queer, you know, even me being of the end uh, or on the cusp of generation X to millennial, you know, I grew up in a household, you know, where my mom would be like, Mike, stop being queer. You know what I mean? <laughs> it means weird because of her generation. It meant weird, mm-hmm. you know? So she's like, stop being queer. Yeah, and I'd look um, at her. She'd go, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, stop being weird. I think maybe <laughs> like the Hobbit was the first book I read as a kid that like really used the weird queer like that. And I was like, Oh, oh. I had to change my definition of it to LGBTQIA because I grew up with it with the old definition. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and like, there's a whole bunch of political stuff that like, we don't really need to get into about like people campaigning against using the word queer within the LGBT community. It's TERFs. It's always TERFs. It's all TERFs. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) yeah, because they didn't want everybody to have a nice little non-label umbrella to sit under. Can you just explain, just say what a TERF yeah, stands yeah. for? Yeah, if you're uh, not acquainted, um, TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Again, there's a whole, there's like decades worth of history behind all of this, but these are Yeah, the, but we don't, we don't yeah. need to dig into no, it we too really much don't. in Pride Month. No, like these are, these are people who tend to either be, it's a lot of lesbians are people claiming to be lesbians because most lesbians are not like this. I cannot emphasize that enough, but Mm, it's mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. small but vocal minority of uh, women who don't like the idea of trans women being around them because they just hate anything even associated with men. Like, again, very, very small, like, Mm -hmm. but vocal minority. And that's where a lot of a lot of the nonsense that gets aimed at trans people and trans women specifically comes from is from TERFs and they kind of have an issue with anybody in the LGBT community who isn't just L or G, but like they also have a problem with G. They hate it's everybody. It's kind of like, I may, I may be using the wrong terminology, so correct me, 
But uh, it's kind of like bigots within your own community. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. But like all, yes. all of this three is hours true. later, <laughs> like all, all of this, this is, is good and true. Yeah. And all of this is really just to say that, like, if you're scared of writing queer characters into your book because you're scared of making a misstep or saying something wrong or offending somebody, the queer world is not a monolith and there's a lot of disagreement and infighting and different interpretations and reactions Mm -hmm. within the community in every corner of the community. We talked about this last week some too. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's It comes up a lot. Yeah, there there it does come up a lot. It's kind of the main question surrounding representation right now. And Mm -hmm. the the answer is that there's no one answer. So you can you can just ask people and do your best. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What I, what I always say, like for myself is like, if you're writing a, an identity other than yours, like if I was writing, for example, like a black character, it couldn't be a story about blackness. Right. Right. I can write a black character and I should write a black character and I should consult black people about that character. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell any kind of story about their identity as a black person. You know what I mean? Right. And it's the same exact way with queer people. It, they should be present in your stories. And if you're not from one or any of these groups, don't try to tell a story about what it's like to be in those groups. But that doesn't mean those characters shouldn't exist. Yeah. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't, you know, like with any character, writing involves empathy. So you can... There is something about a trans person, if you're cis and you're writing a trans character, there will be something about their experience in life that you'll be able to connect to, even if it's something that in many ways is totally unique to their experience. And Mm -hmm. again, the big thing is to talk to people in the communities that you're trying to represent about like, hey, am I super off the mark here? Like, how am I doing? Yeah. This is about writing the queer spectrum. The reason that it's good to consider the entire queer spectrum is uh, there's a couple of things. One, the thing about the gays is they travel in packs. <laughs> we do. <laughs> queer people have queer friends. Exhibit A, this episode. Yeah. It doesn't even happen <laughs> on purpose. Mm-hmm. Queer people stick together for the same reasons that other people, you know, the yeah. volleyball players stick together because they both have the shared context of volleyball. Queer people stick together because they both have the shared context of being queer, which is really, obviously, it's the biggest umbrella, but like it does foster friendships, you know, trauma mm-hmm. bonding. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally trauma bonding because all three of us are very different people. But we have this totally one. different letters on the yeah, acronym. totally different letters: the, the G, the B, and the Q. If you don't mind me calling them out, but uh, <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, we have that common bond outside of our love for books, but we also have this common bond in our community that we can understand and identify things that you know. I would say that, like, the cis, you know, straight 
world like doesn't understand that we can bond over even the just dominant with a glance. narrative perhaps the, that's it the dominant the narrative dominant that's what I was looking narrative. for ever you since know? we interviewed Lucy Holland I everything's about the dominant narrative yeah and if you haven't listened to the interview go back and listen to it it's yeah really I'll link it in the show notes yes please do so if you don't include a diversity of queer characters if you just have your like one gay best friend or like one gay couple if you're if you're like checking the box the queer box and you're like i got my gay guy in or whatever you that's when you risk tokenizing that character yeah, don't be trendy like don't add a gay character because you think it's trendy you know make sure it's organic make sure that the person is you know a proper part of your story and if yeah. their sexuality doesn't make any sense in the story don't include it yeah, that's the, well, that's the thing. It's like a fine line because a lot of the times people's sexual orientation or gender um, expression is like not relevant to a story. But when you don't at least mention it, you run the risk of like cis straight people assuming that your characters are cis and straight. Mm -hmm. So if you intend to to include characters that are different from you, you should say so specifically. But I think what you're kind of getting at more, Mike, is that like being queer is not a personality trait in right. that way. It's like not the only thing that they're doing is like being so gay. Like, oh, my God, what's his name from Mean Girls? The um, Damien. Yeah, Damien. <laughs> he was just in Richmond a few weekends ago at what? Drag Brunch and I missed him. My friend oh. sent me a picture of him with him. And I was like, really? Really? You got a picture with Damien? Oh it's God. fine. Doing drag for real? No, he was, he's actually in town filming a documentary, I think, on drag. Whoa, and that's so, so he was fun. there. I think the documentary is on drag. I could be wrong, but it was in a text message you know, that I read about it, and it was weeks ago. But yeah, but he was in town, and part of it like was he was in Richmond like, filming the queer scene. Mm -hmm. Which, Richmond has a great queer scene. Yeah, yeah things people don't know about Richmond. Mm -hmm. Exhibit A points at us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> We've got three whole queers. <laughs> yeah. So when you are writing queer characters, you cannot be tokenizing a character if you have several queer characters. They're not going to be the token gay if you have like more than one gay. That's the problem with Damien and Mean Girls is that he's the token gay. And then what's her name? It's like a joke that she's like a lesbian because that's uh, because of the patriarchy. Janice. And she says he's too, he's too gay to function, but only she can say that. Only she can say that. <laughs> yeah. The reason that like, I, I really truly feel like the G in LGBTQIA, I, I feel like that has like a whole like generation of at least like exposure yeah, on the, first on the rest attention. of the letters. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. because of the patriarchy. Yes. I'll never forget when my wonderful, beautiful, kind of sexist late grandmother said to me, you know what? The gays who live on my street are cool and fine. They come over and talk to me. They're really nice. I think it's okay to be gay, but lesbians. <laughs> I don't understand those lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's all about evolution. Yeah. That's internalized misogyny. Yeah, yep. for sure. I mean, I grew up with that same, that same thing, you know, so... Mm -hmm. And it's luckily it, that's that landscape is changing. It is changing. Yeah. And it's up to you to help make it change more. Like mm -hmm. putting queer characters, putting a spectrum of queer characters in your book will 
do a lot for you. Not to be this way, but I'm literally a book marketer. It will make your book more marketable. Mm-hmm. To, to today's contemporary readership, I won't read a book that doesn't have at least a little bit of gay in it. Yeah. It makes your book more diverse. You tell a variety of stories. You expose your readers to a wider variety of stories. It's It gives other people an opportunity to see themselves in the books they're reading. People who mm-hmm. come from different identities than what you identify with. It's good all around for everyone. If you do your best to include the queer spectrum in your writing, there's so many letters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if I could jump in, uh, one of the things for uh, one of the books that I would highly recommend, it's a YA book that does cover the the queer spectrum Mm -hmm. is by uh, Tanya Bateju and uh, it's called Kings, Queens and In-Betweens. Oh, and it's, I've heard and it's that a title. YA book and it's really cool and it's set in high school, you know, prom and all those things like that. Yeah. But I just remember reading that book and just being like, I wish I had this when I was a teenager so that I would understand more about the spectrum outside of the L and the G. Yeah. yeah. Another you know? great book for that is Loveless by Alice Oseman, also set in, I think, like a first year of college setting. But mm-hmm. um, just like if you're trying to figure out your identity, read this book, you will find it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Same honestly, that's what like representation comes down to. Like, that's why it's important is mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe, maybe you aren't gay or trans or asexual or intersex or whatever, but you've got readers out there. If you're really trying to get your book like into people's hands and if you care about these kinds of issues, then a lot of people the place where their journey of figuring themselves out begins, begins in the stories that they love because they get into those stories looking for a sense of I'm not alone. Even if they don't know why they feel alone yet, they get into those stories because there are characters that they feel some connection to. And if you are giving people a story that has characters who are in the process of figuring themselves out or who have figured themselves out, who have an identity, who are working toward an identity, then that's going to give them that little bit of extra context and maybe give them an outlet to explore themselves. Yeah, totally. And that's not to say that like your book should include one lesbian character, one gay character, one bisexual character, one Check. transgender character, yeah, one like intersex it's, character, yeah. one asexual character, and one, I don't know, non-binary character. It's not gay Lord of the Rings. We're not <laughs> assembling for an adventure here. Yeah, and it's not necessarily like a fiction writer's duty to educate the public on these matters, but right. representation, just wherever you can find a place for it in your story, and it's not that hard that's going to mean something to someone. Yeah, totally. You're not collecting the infinity stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just do what feels authentic to your story without your story being authentically limited and closed-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and l- literally, if you're, if you're worried about something, if you're afraid of putting it in, if you just don't know where to start, just talk to people. Just just mm-hmm. find where just find where they are. There are writing groups where people gather just to share this kind of information. Yeah. Yep. I think there's also um 
if I'm remembering correctly, I think We Need Diverse Books has a really wonderful page of beta readers, diverse beta readers mm-hmm. for all different kinds yeah, of Yeah, sensitivity readers are identities. a big thing, yeah. Yeah, so I'll link that in the show notes if I'm remembering correctly. And if I'm not, then I have edited this out. <laughs> so write as diversely as you can. That super, super includes the entire queer spectrum. Don't do a Tolkien gay. Wait, token. I said Tolkien. <laughs> Tolkien gay. I'm like, ooh, second lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the Tolkien gays kind of do themselves. You know what I mean? Looking at you, Randuil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do a token Um, gay and don't do a Tolkien collection of token gays. (laughs) There we go. They're all after that ring. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog posts and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.